India win a famous win. You look at all the great wins over the years, and I think you'll find very, very few to compare with this one. This game was gone. Virat Kohli pulled it back. What a champion! What an absolute champion, Virat Kohli. मतलब मैं ये बोल रहा हूँ कि ये सब जो हुआ है मुझे समझ ही नहीं आया कि हुआ क्या है। मतलब ये मुझे बार-बार देखना पड़ेगा। TV Empire to director, we have a player review. Can we rock and roll, please? Hello everyone. Douglas Adams says 42 is the answer to life, the universe and everything. And today we're recording the grand 42nd episode of the Bits and Pieces podcast. And we have a fantastic panel here today. Tired emotional under the influence of multiple 42 and multiples of 42 based things here as we settle down to talk about the extraordinary experience that was probably the greatest T20 match we've seen in a long time the India Pakistan's opening game today at the W's T20 and uh, some thoughts i just want to gather from each of the panelists here but we've got a good panel so we'll start introducing some of them we'll start with somebody who got himself onto the panel slightly late i mean i think after the match ended he realized he definitely wanted to be discussing what happened today when he was young he was apparently bony he now thinks the kiwis are phony our very own malayali manpreet goni say hello to this mad cricket fan goni <laughs> 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 oh, what are your thoughts on <laughs> love, uh, love, on yeah, this okay. just one line or on what listen, you feel listen okay. like uh, i can't restrict this to one line because i'm literally a last minute addition i wasn't Please. supposed to be on this panel but also like you referred to this as a solid panel and i want to apologize to everyone because I've introduced the liquid bit cuz like this is the <laughs> drunkest episode of bits and pieces that I've done and like advance apologies to all of you listening and like whoever the editor is <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Tony but thanks. thank you Tony um following Tony he's got no bio or no fear legend has it he drinks a lot of beer but a secret love is carrot here those are all lies meet our dear Samir hey Samir <laughs> what are your thoughts on the <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. You got a man who's total kickass with a humor sense of 100 chikas, but our podcast becomes more knowledgeable because we have with us interesting all vikas. <laughs> <laughs> My mom would be so proud. Thanks Murli. <laughs> amazing, amazing game. So feel? so nice to be uh, back on the pod. Uh, so like Samir, I too have a dog story to do with the game. Uh, unlike Tony who has a black dog story. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get there as we go along. I mean, I just want to say at this point that I also have a dog but I don't use it as an emotional crutch to like <laughs> for the lack of a personality like you guys do. So okay. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> 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 opium is a drug made of poppy. He hates fielding that sloppy. 
Kaam as Ravi Ashwin's filter copy. The only actual cricket journal here, Abhishek Chapi. <laughs> oh, God. Um, hey, Abhishek, what are your thoughts? No, I mean, just, uh, just a great match. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, Tony was certifiably the biggest uh, Kohli fan on the podcast. But I, I was just remembering... Uh, watching Kohli bat in the uh, last Bombay test that we had, India versus New Zealand, and how scratchy he was appearing. Uh, and, uh, you know, he he did hit a six or two down the ground, but it was, you know, just not him. And I came back and I wrote a little bit of uh, stuff around it. And, you know, he was still in his elements when he was fielding, uh, when he was captaining the side while fielding. And, uh, you know, you... It's it's almost like it's been a long time coming. Um, he did score that hundred against Afghanistan, and you know he's been gradually getting back to form. And if you look at the numbers, they'll tell you that you know he's been scoring uh, quite okay. But today, you know, honestly, feels like it's come back home, and and um, maybe he shed a shed a tear or two, and and I mean, so did I. It was just quite something. And uh, you didn't need alcohol today. You. You were drunk on Kohli. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Oh, you were drunk on the spirit of cricket. <laughs> 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 hey, 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 but Tony, did, did he like uh, thank Anushka today or uh, he didn't? <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Ve- very, I mean, very, before we move on, I'll shamelessly introduce myself. I'm Murli Satagopan, the host of this podcast today. And uh, we have a five-member panel, but I'm not going to throw any topics in before we start. I think the topic sort of asked, named itself, threw itself back into the mix, had the word drop thrown around a lot, but forced its name back into reckoning and has shown us that an 82 is the number he commands in situations that demand him the most. Let's talk about this phenomenal goal innings. I think Choppy summarized the emotional aspect of it. But I really want to understand the technical aspect of it because the pitch was so different. It was it was bouncy. It was crazy. The hitters were being you know completely just diminished, and this man looked a whole other league. What are your thoughts on that? Take your pick. Who do you want to go first? Like I'm literally like going to be the last person to pitch in because like. Uh, we'll sh- we'll shamelessly <laughs> do we'll shamelessly do reverse uh, alphabetical order and start with Vikas. Yeah, yeah. So uh, amazing, amazing innings, Murli. Uh, so uh, he's uh, rolled back the clock, right? It felt like 2016 all over again. Uh, halfway mark. I mean, uh, the way the innings began, Rahul being Rahul, uh, Rohit being Rohit, uh, Sky being Sky being Sky played a wonderful cameo <laughs> of like 15 of 10 balls. <laughs> I think that was the turning point of the match. Uh, the, the momentum we gained from those couple of shots Sky played, I think that's where the match began to turn. Of course, I'm joking, guys. So <laughs> this is where you guys laugh and yeah, light in the mood. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but then, yeah, halfway mark, 45 or 3, because was it? Ca- ca- can I just say, like, uh, yeah. using the random seniority of a B-school and all, that uh, you're doing podcasts the wrong way. Like, you have to minimize the Zoom window so you don't see the others not responding to your stream of consciousness. <laughs> Just like Hardik believed in Kohli. That Hardik gif is there, no? With the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the neck just twist. That's, that's the, 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 Har, Har, Hardik, Hardik, Hardik. Hardik. 
<laughs> yeah man but uh, really amazing innings so half a mark we were 45 for 3 or something i don't know so that uh, that one over from shaheen i think that probably unlocked kohli the monster chaser that he is sorry can i just say 31 for 4 and that <laughs> yeah. uh, fourth wicket was caused either by richard kettleborough or virat kohli depending on how you see it because what the fuck was that run out yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clearly wasn't out right like we could all see with our naked eyes the gloves broke the stumps first yeah it wasn't even the case no, that but, but the one of the two balls remained on yeah Yeah, the call for the run was so fuck all that it deserved to be out. So thirty-one for four, <laughs> run out yeah. Kohli. Uh, later, run out Kettlebra. Whatever the scorecard says, it has to be one of these two. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Kohli didn't sign up for the movie. Like wanted Hardik to come in, not Akshay. Yeah. So yeah, good job. Then <laughs> you've played a couple of balls. Go back now. <laughs> you you know what it is? No, it is that the last time uh, Kohli played in Australia in a proper uh, match was in Adelaide, and then the number five then. Had run him out <laughs> unnecessarily, which was Ajinkya Rahane. If you remember that, he was just like getting getting his back. Like there is no other answer to how terrible that call from Kohli was. But yeah, uh, but only to be beaten by an even more terrible by Richard Kettlebrough. But yeah, that's where we lacked. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, uh, post-match, Saniji was uh, seen giving credits to Hardik as well. Yeah, so kudos to both of them. This is incidentally India's highest fifth wicket partnership in any T20Is. I think they had a 120 ka partnership or something. So uh, yeah, Hardik to begin with, and then Kohli, you know, that one over from Shaheen Afridi, he played that one hoik over fine leg. That's where like really began unraveling, and then those couple of sixes from Haris. I mean, I still have shivers talking about it. Still get goosebumps. What amazing shots, man! Uh, that one shot, uh, I think, uh, against West Indies, Kesarik Williams, it was right, uh, yeah. straight bat, yeah. over one knee wicket, yeah, one K day, yeah, smaller boundaries. This was an, a monster hit. This was an 80 meter hit, man. Yeah, this was a pretty insane. <laughs> what an amazing shot! Yeah. <clears throat> And at what a time for it to come as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, following on the the reverse alphabetical order, of course, Tony, you come right after that. But Tony, I don't want you to just talk about you know what you felt about the Kohli innings. Talk to me about the whole term, the anchor. I mean, we kept uh, we've been using it so much, we've abused it. Ships don't use it anymore, apparently. They just stop with a break or something. So talk to me about how Kohli's turned this around. <laughs> Listen, I mean, uh, I don't know what really I'm going to say right now because it's it's been all sorts of emotional, right? Because like. I've been like, if you're a new listener to this podcast, I'm an unabashed Kohli fan, and that holds good for his like lean patch, as it was called, uh, between the 70 and the 71st centuries, and like whatever he was doing, like being at the pinnacle of Indian cricket, being handed uh, the responsibility to take over from a phenomenal figure like MS Dhoni, and then elevating the team to such a level that. they were the team to beat on the world stage right irrespective of format probably we were lagging a bit on the t20 front but like the clear focus was on test cricket and like there was nothing that was left to conquer right like in fact uh, when ravi shastri stepped down we were famously 2-1 up in england in that series and stuff like that right and then and then south africa happened the first Yes, and then all hell broke loose, right? Like 2022 was supposed to be better, but somehow not for Kohli, right? So, um, all of this is when I am cashing in the chips for 
forty uh, one episodes of bits and pieces are the ones that have been on, and for like uh, loyal listeners of the podcast, extremely sorry for this episode. This is probably not one that is going to make the highlight reel a long time from now because uh, I am extremely emotional, right? And I love love Virat Kohli uh, more than any other uh, probably sports person in the world or person in the world. purely because of two or three things right like sachin tendulkar was our own and i was very nearly named sachin because like i was born on april 23rd and sachin was born on april 24th and malayala manorama shout out to nitin uh, chose to think that sachin was born on april 23rd and my dad did try to change my name when i was like 5 years old except that my brother claimed it because he is older to me and so he is sachin actually um but you you know what the thing is like uh, i love rafael nadal for instance but like virat kohli is a different sort of emotion right so uh, if like the age that i'm at uh, rafa me virat kohli all of us are at the same sort of age bracket and tennis is supposed to be the loneliest sport in the world except for virat kohli who found the last 2 to 3 years to probably be the loneliest uh, time in cricket in india when india was punching way about it's weight right not only in results but also in running the game and telling people literally to fuck off right like we can dictate what the rules of the game are we are in power now and we can do whatever we want and uh, virat kohli for me uh, despite his early like misadventures with political stances or like correctness uh, later changed course right and at the risk and at the peril to himself to actually fall on the sword uh because literally he was ousted from indian captaincy right and then he ran through a very bad uh form patch he left uh when he left australia like i mentioned in adelaide he scored 70 odd was looking absolutely fluent uh, he left it because his daughter was being born he made a statement saying you know cricketers are people after all we can take paternity breaks and then to come back from all of that right <laughs> with a century against afghanistan probably when he least expected it but also to like step away from all of it to have the grace and courage to say you know screw this none of this matters i know where my life is centered and what i need to do is very emotional for me because i could relate to it at multiple points in time right to question the background you've come from to question the truths you've told by mainstream media Uh, to ignore this what the stats are telling you in the short term to trust your body and the process that you're putting in and to know that the results will come eventually so today is uh, unfortunately the culmination of all of that and uh, also the culmination of probably a half a bottle of jameson for me um, but it uh, today is more than about what was out there in the field right because literally nothing was left out there in the field and a couple of weeks earlier uh, sanju samson fell two hits short <laughs> i'm just like extremely glad that we didn't have a heartbreak in the last over where probably we deserved it when we ran a three off a ball that hit the outside <laughs> right so so yeah i've rambled on uh, more than enough i'm not sure if i've made sense but it is extremely emotional for me and i'm just extremely happy and proud that uh, you know uh, virat kohli has 
done what is done today that the world stands there to recognize earlier today we had a draft where our one of our occasional panelists varun murli uh, created a draft league for us for the world cup and virat kohli is part of my team so i think i'll probably be at the top end today so all all good things but also like uh, like virat said at the pod, uh, at the press conference not the press conference with ravi shastri was interviewing him immediately after i am short for words uh, but just an amazing amazing irrationally beautiful feeling and in will smith's words these are the few moments for which you exist right this is the pursuit of happiness and i couldn't uh, i can't be shorter than this but also I I hope you feel a little bit of the emotion that I'm feeling because nothing better than this honestly. I think we feel um, way more than this. I'm coming right to you Samir. I think we feel way more than that. I think Tony you summarize a lot of our thoughts in in so many ways about the emotions we felt. I think I was just talking to Vikas before we started recording. It's not just Indians, not Pakistanis. I think people from way outside, like people from England or people who are not even from cricket-watching countries, felt the emotion watching the game today because it was that amazing. There was so much in store, and and just to sort of set the balance right. the entire uh, uh, spectrum of the world cup could change after this india could get knocked out in four more games like we none of it could really matter you know this innings could completely be just a blip in the larger scheme of things but at this moment today it feels like everything is okay because that's how amazing the experience of having watched that game was samir i'm eager to hear what your thoughts are and especially after that emotional you know talk from tony you uh, you know uh, i can't finish the rest half of jameson that tony has but <laughs> i can for sure make you guys emotional because i know exactly one person who would have been really happy seeing this innings and it's a person who's not with us today this is travis bave uh, basevi of um, uh, crickwis because leave the emotion aside for a bit virat kohli played percentage cricket to brilliance today he knew at what time at what instance which bowler to attack subconsciously he was also aware that the 19th or the 20th over potentially will be bowled by the slow left arm bowler nawaz with whom he has an advantage that was a match up that was in favor that worked out to him and he played it perfectly to script i mean today you would have had travis been around you would have seen a crickwis tweet thread go out later in the day which said what sort of percentage cricket that whole entire 118 120 run ball partnership that happened what was virat kohli's strong areas what was hardik pandya's strong areas think about it and and the other thing sorry about the bad audio my neighbors just started the scooter um, <laughs> the other thing about that whole partnership is that there is not a shred of reassurance for india's campaign in the world cup trust me it is not you <laughs> literally leaked runs you were backed yourself up to a corner you needed 115 of the last 10 balls but keep all of that aside right like it's i mean thinking about it i really have to come back to the emotional aspect of it at the end when ashwin just left the wide right like when he was just <laughs> left the wide it just felt like somewhere abhishek puri is just turned up at the platform and he just said ja simran ja jilya apni zindagi and i was at that point i was thinking like, this is not going to a super bowl i mean pull out just up for just yeah just for a throwback right and sorry for the interruption uh, 
Ashwin is the man you want when you need two runs of the final ball. Like, 500%. <laughs> cue to Sidin's best ever piece that he's probably written on cricket for. <laughs> including <laughs> run Lola middle finger. If you remember that reference. I 100% remember because everybody thinks so linear, right? Runs are scored with bat on ball. Ashwin's like, hold my beer. <laughs> I won't use my bat. <laughs> That's hold, for the children. <laughs> yeah. Hold my filter copy. He walked, yeah, hold my filter copy. He walked to the other side and said, yeah, I'm fine. Kohli, you're fine. We're at least not losing. Now we'll figure it out. Ashwin leaving that ball was literally like in the recently concluded <coughs> volume for T-Shield. <laughs> <laughs> I was a beautiful but, moment. Yeah, but, but outside of it... Uh, I, I was thinking about what this match, what this innings uh, itself means in the larger context of the game. Take no fact away from Pakistan that they were the better team on the field today. They they were man-to-man the better team. They were holding on to their catches. There was no vis- uh, visible blunders that were happening from Pakistan. Uh, except for the last 3-4 uh, overs of their uh, ch- uh, bowling innings when it just, just went haywire when they just found Kohli at the peak of his form, right? Like, take nothing away from them. And that's when I thought, what's the context of this game? And that's when I realized that this game is actually a love letter. It's a love letter to those skeptics out there who believe that cricket is dead, uh, that the gentleman's game is dead, right? Like, I think 50 years down the line, probably Chops and me will be writing letters about this game to each other saying, wah, kya din the wo, right? Like, <laughs> I, I think that's what the context of this game is. I mean, uh, Hank was just tweeting about this game. He was sending those audio snippets. He's been telling us that the weather's great and, you know, no need to worry about all of this. It yeah, was just Sorry, for, for context, I think you should, you should tell listeners that Hank was actually at the MCG Yes. No, no, no. He no, was no, one no. of the so, 90,241 people. 93. Yeah. Uh, like another 10, 12,000 people just decided to not in the match. So fuck you. Like, what, <laughs> what, have, you, what have you ukhadoed in life today that you could skip yeah. this match? Right? Because the expected capacity was 102,000. Sorry, Samir. But uh, yeah. Hank was there and he was sending us these lovely voice notes from time to time. Hank was there. There was my entire Twitter feed which was just filled with audio notes. And the moment the winning runs were scored, thus the outpouring. So I believe in the larger context of the game, this is a love letter. This is a love letter to our dearly departed Travis on how to play percentage cricket. Because trust me, even Pakistan played percentage cricket to brilliance. Uh, if not for that mid-innings collapse, uh, you were easily seeing a 175 plus, 180 plus total. So there is that. It's a love letter to Pakistani fans to believe that Babar cannot score, Rizwan cannot score, but someone else will lift their hand up. It's a love letter to all the Virat Kohli fans to say that the king is here. Uh, he's done his 71st, the monkey is off his back, he's there, he's going to silently take his guard. And it's a love letter to all the hopeless romantics to believe that cricket is still the great game that is there. Because come what may, right? Like, come what may, you always have the games that you believe in. Sport will make you fall down, sport will also have the redeeming power to pick you up from the dumps, right? And sport also has this quality where for a brief moment, I, I want to break 
sorry to use Bini as the emotional crush. Uh, Bini, my dog, is actually coincidentally named after the current uh, BCCI president, Roger Bini, very affectionately after the 83 win, which my father-in-law has fond memories of. So there was a two-second silence when I was like literally glued to the screen and Bini just put his hand on my shoulder and I was like, dude, I'm really sorry for shouting my uh, voice off. So yeah, so there's that. It brings you closer to people who... Um, you know, who you never thought would come into your life, right? Like I am, I was a person for 25 years of my life scared of dogs and today I just live with one and just effectively taking them out. So yeah, uh, sorry, I just need to take my dog out for uh, this one and also wipe my tears. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> Roger that. <laughs> Roger that. <laughs> some, some phenomenal points there, but I want to take a moment to call out Travis Basavi and, and his impact. I think uh, a lot of us don't even know why we love watching so much cricket. I think for many years we did cricket with instinct. Instinct was the only way we learned how to play. Oh, it may come here, it may land up there. This is probably what the bowler is thinking because this is what he may have had for lunch. That's really what our maximum intentions were. Today, everything is broken down as stats. Everything has matchups. We've got great ideas into how a team is going to even approach a game. Because of Travis Basavi, in the early 1990s, he had started building what is now known as Stats Guru, and then he worked with Crickwiz, and he's built some outstanding foundation for all the great cricket mathematics that's being done and spoken about by all the data analysts today. And so this is a moment and a shout out to Travis, who's just recently left us. And another thread following on the alphabetical line is the emotions in the stadium. As Samir brought up, I think Mohan, many of us were not in the stadium. I'd like to clarify to our viewers that none of us in this panel were anywhere close to the stadium. The closest or even watching the game, right? We just like literally looked at the score. Yes. And, 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 and take it. Do I say something? Yes. Do I say something? Yes. I had tickets for this match. I could not go. See, he was one of those 12,371, I, yes. I think. So, <laughs> ap ap apart from virtually lost fantasies, I think the closest we, in fact, seeing how what kind of lags we have in streaming today, some of us watched highlights. Like what we technically <laughs> saw was highlights of the live game about a few minutes later. But there was one man, as we call our contact inside the stadium, we always have one. Today we had, of course, our, and this is crazy because now we can call him a convert. Because this man walked out loving the T20 format itself after the game that he saw today. <laughs> Mohan Krishnamurti, lovingly known as Hank, was there inside. To the point, and this is a man who soaked himself in, if it's white, it's the dress. If it's a ball, it's red. That's his demarcation always. <laughs> and today he saw white ball cricket, lost his self and sent over 15 voice notes from trains, buses and all other modes of transport he was taking. And this is a moment for us to pause and listen to him transfer his emotions live as he walked out of the stadium. Let's listen to Hank talk about, you know, how he feels out there. Okay, so a bit more calmer now. Um, yeah, so the two talking points will be the run-out. Uh, well, first of all, the stumping um, of Aksar Patel and um, the, the no-ball. Um, seriously, I think if you look at it very carefully, uh, yeah, very touch and go, extremely 50-50, um, probably even less than that, 40% not a no-ball, 60% no-ball. It'll be debated quite a bit. Um, but, you know, the way the Pakistanis dealt with it, and just 
got on with the game, I think, was fantastic. Um, the crowd itself was extremely well-spirited. Um, there was banter, there was fun, and um, good acknowledgement of good cricket, and sometimes not so good cricket on both sides. Um, I feel really sorry for uh, Nawaz. He bowled the last over. He should never have bowled the last over. Um, but I think the Pakistanis um, may have panicked a little bit, and got him to bowl the last over and he just crumbled and the entire team crumbled at that point especially after the no ball was given but really the calmness with which the the bold um they took three runs off that but the presence of mind situational awareness of Kohli to do that absolutely fantastic and i think that may have been one of the points that um, turned the game completely uh, pakistanis were just so shell shot they on the field you could see them they had no idea what was going on and then they proceeded to completely implode and lose the game. You had to be there to see the shoulders and, and the, the way in which they, they uh, sort of crumbled. It was just so amazing and Kohli's calmness was just fantastic. So I think so many talking points in the game um, uh, and I was, it was really a, a joy to have been there uh, in the ground to have witnessed it. Uh, Namaz meanwhile has applied for asylum in Australia because he's not going back. So, um, all right, I'll, I think I'll stop there. Uh, have fun in the podcast. See you guys. Following that, I think Hank pretty much says what it is like. There's raucous sounds from his train and, and from the stadium shows, right? People are dancing. People are enjoying this. People feel like this was one of the best Sundays they've had in a long, long time. And thanks to Kohli and what the Indian team pulled off today. Sharpie, take us through the technical aspects of it. What did you think was technically sound? Because Kohli, he is right. Samir was right. Stats wise also. Kohli was 34 of 33. He was 82 of 53. Which means he got 48 runs at a 240 strike rate of 19 or 20 balls. And he did not hit the weaker ones. He did not go after the spinners who are apparently the weaker attack in a pitch like this. He waited for the pacers to come back even though they are going to hit the deck hard. And he hit classy shots around the ground. And it, it felt, yes, Tony says it felt like this had to happen, karma points have to add up. But I also think Kohli did things that were kind of so exceptional to watch and admire, right? Talk us to a little through that. Yeah, uh, yeah. so I just wanted to start at the top. Um, I think uh, I, I love Kohli as much as the next person except uh, Tony. But uh, if, if you have to start at the top, I think... Uh, the way in which Arshdeep started us off and even Bhuvi started us off was, was quite, quite tremendous. Uh, I mean, Babar Rizwan cut both ways for Pakistan. Uh, we were lucky can, that... Can, can I just say, Gautam Kambir likes this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, both of them were, were quite brilliant at the top and I think... Uh, uh, our, our changes uh, after the first uh, set of spells by those two uh, probably gave it away a bit, let uh, Iftikhar and uh, Shan Masood settle into some sort of a rhythm, uh, which was which is quite uh, odd to watch. I mean, it was almost like a script, you know, what you had to do on the on that wicket. But uh, maybe Shami hadn't played uh, T20 cricket for a long time, was coming in cold. Uh, Hardik perhaps just gets a tad bit too excited about what he can do with the short stuff in Australia and, and uh, I think we gave it away there a little bit and then I mean credit to Iftikhar, he, he just took off in one of those Akshar overs and, and really set the ball rolling for Pakistan and I think we lost our way in the middle somewhere, uh, didn't pick enough wickets, didn't pick, in, pick them uh, regularly and, and uh, 
160 with Pakistan. Uh, Pakistan's bowling was was pretty pretty competitive. Uh, I think we had won the match when we didn't uh, give away wickets to Shaheen, who was like the absolute uh, monkey, <laughs> or or what did Tony call it? The albatross around our uh, neck, uh, as you mentioned <laughs> in the last episode. So yeah, I think we won the match there, and it came true because uh, you know we did win in the end. But yeah, the other two guys, Nasim and Haris, were particularly brilliant, and uh, I mean. I think by the twelfth or thirteenth over, I had myself tweeted that uh, you know the Hardik and uh, Kohli partnership is great for our net run rate because by then you were like you know what are these guys doing and the whole hitters versus batters thing, and when you see something like I don't know sixty of four overs to go, it it just seems like a you know lost proposition, especially with Pakistan's death bowling. I think it was a bit of a brain fade by. Um, Uh, Babur to, I mean, on this pitch to give the last over to Nawaz and not keep one of his pacers. I mean, it's just so unlike Pakistan to always have had that pace strength, and even now they have had that strength and to give the last over to a spinner who just you know bungled up uh, under pressure. Uh, a bit of an iffy decision at the end with the no ball. I'm I'm in the same camp as Murli there. Uh, I I'm <laughs> not really sure if that was a no ball, but I mean. Uh, I don't mind a decision here or there, especially after what uh, Kettleborough had done to us. So, yeah, I mean, uh, just the end was quite something. I mean, I I don't know. I I tweeted in the morning that I was remembering uh, how my parents felt when Miyadad was run out in the 1996 World Cup match, and I mean, for them it was the match then. Uh, you know, the, it was the match for India at that point in time, and and I remember thinking. Uh, to myself, when Virat hit those two sixes of Harris Rauf of the last two balls, that this was the match for us, and uh, it's it's just something that transcends across generations. Uh, you know, the love for cricket, and today too, my my parents were with me watching the match, and uh, the India Pakistan flavor will never go away. I mean, the the rivalry in cricket may may long stay that way, and. Uh, commiserations to Pakistan. Commiserations to Zainab who came on the podcast uh, last week. Uh, they gave it all, and I mean, I think Hassan Chima it was who tweeted that you can probably criticize Shaheen for not picking early wickets. You can criticize Babur for uh, getting out early. Harish Rao for getting hit off uh, uh, of those last two balls, and say whatever <laughs> you want to say. But sometimes you just have to, uh, you know, put down your arms. Uh, Uh, say that you gave it your all, and then just salute the man in front of you. And and as he himself said, if it's meant to be, if it's meant to be, I mean, you you can't get beyond that. And uh, I I don't know. It's with Kohli, it's 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 something very different. I mean, it's it's not just the cricket, right? It's it's the fact that he comes out and says uh, such amazing things about mental health. He comes out and sits in a press conference, and in the times that we live in. says that what was done to shami is not cool and uh, you know he it's a very difficult life in that sense for uh, celebrities in india uh, in this day and age uh, you know with with what you say out in the public and what you don't um, kohli has not always been on the right side but i mean there are times when he has just firmly come out all guns blazing on the right side without a care in the world about what's going to happen to him uh, the way uh, you know anushka and himself uh, 
present themselves in the public eye is is nothing short of exemplary even today i mean reading anushka's instagram uh, post was was quite emotional so yeah i mean it, it's it's one of those uh, you know people who mean so much more to you than just the cricket that they've uh, played and the captaincy that he has provided and uh, uh, you know tony and i have been together at the vankhede when he has had the entire entire crowd on on a string like we were puppets and you know we were dancing to his tunes after every single ball and uh, i mean today it just felt like he was doing that from many many miles away and even though i was not one of the 90293 people it was it was just something and you can you can look at all the shots and you can look at how he defied physics in that straight six uh, you know such a long six over uh, long on and you can you can marvel at the you know the the swivel of the bat to hit that leg side six of the next ball and you can see how he constructed his innings and took it deep like Co- dhoni would have done and dhoni would have loved the innings of kohli but i mean beyond all of that it's it's i don't know if it's just the fact that we are recording it so soon after the match but it's difficult to think about it in a logical way and think about hitter and batter and run rates and you know um, how he went off against pace or spin it's is just one of those innings that will probably make sense after a long period of time for us as fans and maybe even then we will just sit back and you know have have a quiet drink with a friend or two on a on a sunday evening and wonder you know what just happened and and whether whether that was really that something that was happening or you know we just dreamt of it and everyone dreamt of it together and it's it's the drug that never wore off i don't know yeah i mean look listen like i don't understand like virat kohli is like this cognitive dissonance right one day he is going and campaigning saying you know uh, pets matter dogs matter and like there should be no fireworks during diwali and then he unleashes absolute fireworks <laughs> during diwali right <laughs> like what is going on man stand where you are like be consistent right should we wait for caravan to do another hit job on you <laughs> also yeah. also also on the point of uh, you know uh, choppy bringing up um, you know it's a quiet sunday evening two people having drinks and you know wondering what went wrong um, across the border to paraphrase choppy and a tweet that has randomly popped up on my timeline from pakistani twitter uh, twitter to quote हमारे खिलाफ ही सारे मदर ऑफ देयर करियर about why things are not just technical i think we're not just in love with virat kohli the cricketer i think we're not in love with just virat kohli the the fielder the player i think virat kohli the human has completely absorbed us whole i think with the way he is 
I mean, why did we all tear up when when Federer was retiring, right? And why are why is he tearing up in front of Ravi Shastri? It's probably 15 drinks down, wondering when to go back and get the next. He's his eyes are red and he's tearing up, wondering about how he felt about the first match, and and he he said this is I I, I sort of owe this to the crowd and and everything. And it shows that he's human after all, and he's emotional. He goes through the same things. He feels the same things. and he feels just as low and sometimes we have a bad day in the office when we come back home and we feel terrible loss we let one person down he is going to have let 1.2 billion people down if ashwin had not walked properly if ashwin had not walked properly to the offside <laughs> and that's that ball because i have two things to talk about in this segment if if, he, if ashwin had not just done that Hashtag the gap he maintained. Yes. To yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there was a collective sigh that NASA saw as a light on top because it was Vivali. Because NASA sees imagine, all of it. Imagine uh, in a in an alternate universe that ball when Ashwin like steps to the side and there is like a thigh pad on his back and the ball just catches the thigh pad that is tied to his back because he can't run yeah. and the India lose by one run. <laughs> and I think there is a. I have this. This is a weird problem I see where I feel like DK would have been a better batsman if we needed four of two rather than when we needed two of two. <laughs> it is horrible to say this because I think DK would have finished it if it was four of two. Yeah. He had no idea what to do. What do you mean straight back down to long on for a single? That is not in my books. I am supposed to be a finisher. If it's hard, I'll finish it. But I can't do these things. I was yeah, not and, and on top of that, he's bowling you a full toss, right? Like what the fuck? Like two of two. Like <laughs> he played it somewhere flat bat missed it and didn't know where the ball was it was all kinds of funny and at that point of time it really looked like and a lot of people in india were feeling oh my god a bowler is going to walk in but it wasn't a bowler it was ashwin <laughs> <laughs> ashwin came in well played, first, no, well went up to virat kohli yeah. and said don't walk past the line they know yeah. and then <laughs> straight to the batting line and he casually even the last ball yeah. right, it was a very good shot cuz you yeah, yeah. note that even if it was a super over we could still lose after that he finished the game conclusively with a beautiful yeah. lofted shot so there were a lot of things that culminated well for us and and to segue into the pakistan indian thing as well right i really begin to wonder how pakistanis would feel because in the 17th over i think every commentator every pakistani would have felt like this is our game like we're definitely winning this right and in three overs the narration was entirely different in fact to a point where i think this is a point where i'd like to play pjk's voice note as well i think he is in a holiday somewhere trying to walk around watching it on hotstar in some some tiny island somewhere and and he wanted to share his thoughts as well thanks for that pjk um going around the the panel here guys let's talk about the two things that were slightly whatever the no ball first of all I, 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 because that's the memes no, that are flying. No, just just before you get in the next section, Murli, like I just want to say, like uh, we have this concept on our WhatsApp group, long-standing of like cricket sufferers from the last decade, mm-hmm. wherein like whenever India has a great win, right, you are looking forward to read and consume all of the content around that, like what I lovingly love to call munchies, right? Like you are, <laughs> you like literally. got high with the match but like you're craving something to just like keep munching on right so this is 
very famously going to be the munchies episode of bits and pieces so uh, i think like uh, don't expect anything like objective or like uh, sagacious yeah. from I, this I, I, I wish i wish we had a sponsor plug at this point <laughs> sponsored by aramco <laughs> powered by how <laughs> that's what happened extracting the last how? bit of oil from every episode <laughs> but uh, speaking of things that were high murli you were talking about the no ball <laughs> <laughs> hey wait we can also talk about the spider cam things that oh, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> for the viewers i mean for the ones who did not view spider this spider cam is literally like uh, kl rahul yeah, no idea why he's there and what he's doing <laughs> but he's like getting in the way of people having fun today like, yeah. but but fuck? yeah but is that is that meme out already where like hardik is being hugged by kohli rohit lift these two up and KL in the background with just his poker, poker face. I'm pretty yeah. sure there would be a meme like that. If it's not out by the time we are recording, it's definitely out by the time we are recording. Hey, but yeah, I was just looking up stats. These are like the sixth most runs any team has scored in any T20I in the last three overs to win a match. Uh, we scored 48. The highest is like 59 in some in- inconsequential game. Yeah, so history being rewritten. and <coughs> but interestingly the other point right like coming to the no ball itself um i was i was listening to the commentary and the commentary was like totally wilding for the last uh, this one uh, everyone's running up to the umpire i know kettleborough has bottled the initial call so we'll put it down to karma but um, <laughs> for me for me <laughs> initially i don't i think uh, the one appeal that i want to make is this waste high no ball right like uh, uh, umpires are doing this thing where uh, they are progressively altering the wide lines if a batsman is changing their guard and uh, moving around to the leg stump off stump or whatever right um, in the same over before the actual no ball call dk was uh, dk was i don't think he was 2 2 meters ahead which is the drs rule for calling uh, a wicket as a green thing and not uh, as a not out and not as an out i don't think dk was 2 meters ahead and it was a safe waist high ball which is called as a legal delivery and then virat kohli is also at the somewhat similar mark just a slightly before but this is a ball that is dipping and i can safely say that despite the outcome that this was not a no ball but then it gets called a no ball so at this point i think what one has to understand is that the square leg umpire has to dynamically adjust right uh, around what is like a waste high thing or uh, do the better thing because you know technology is so advanced and you are everything except that you still don't know how to resolve an umpire call and then you still give it to ambiguity you should actually uh, give that away also to the third umpire so that the third umpire makes the call uh, whether it's a waste high no ball or not because yeah. the third umpire rishabh pant and praveen amre likes this <laughs> 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 sorry not intended to go there but yes um we should i think think about something like this right like uh, you cannot uh, because come to think of it today's whole game was down to two deterministic uh, events which could have gone either way had the ball been not called a no ball kohli would have swing, swung across the line and you know where the ball headed it went straight to the stumps right like there was a wide in between but safe to assume nawaz would have bowled straighter so you cannot leave this to chance and yes hindsight is 2020 but what i feel is that the 2 meter rule 
for stepping away from the crease and moving towards the bowler needs a serious look right like it's one of the other things and the moving guidelines as well because uh, i don't know if any of you watched the qualifiers <coughs> but there were a lot of contentious wide and no ball calls through the qualifiers and even yesterday's uh, games so yeah there is that i think we need to look at it it's high time uh, we talk about this rather than spirit of cricket rather than you know uh, removing uh, bails at the umpire uh, non strikers and and you know pointless discussion around that we should move on to progressive stuff that actually impact and the outcome of a game I think that that no ball call. I think the 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 line is yeah, like I said, line is just a little above Kashmir there. That's the line where the no ball is either a no ball or not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's one hundred percent no ball. No, it's not. Or 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 to or to even uh, paraphrase Vikram. On, uh, referring to other lines in the English. Or 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 you. paraphrase ajit from ennai arindal says that or melisana code code kinda pakkam irundha nallave andha pakkam irundha ni kettave so and the code illa enna enna pannuve so something like that just insert that dialogue at this translate point. translate, translate. Yeah, yeah yeah which means to. that the line is small if you are on this side you are on the you are one of the good guys if you are on the other side you are the bad guys but what if there is no line so Yeah, that's that. Yennai Arindal, 2015. I I I would like to you know keep this a neutral podcast by saying the the T20 is still very much open. India Pakistan could still be in a decider again somewhere in the knockouts. We could meet again. There no, is a good only only possibility is finals. Finals, yeah. So yeah. there is yeah. there. Yeah, there, there is still a possibility. There could be still something coming in India. No, uh, you know, remembering the good times, are more capable of losing there when it matters more. Yeah. We won the amazing first game. We are emotionally good. Yeah. The World Cup is Pakistan. So it's very possible. I think uh, good time to point yeah. out that yeah. the last time that India and Pakistan were in an extremely close match in a T20 World Cup mm-hmm. where we won in a bowlout. The finals was also India Pakistan. <laughs> Sri Shant yes. took the Shri catch Shant. of Miss Bahar to win us the World Cup. So yeah, all, all India became the TT champs. Yeah, TT champs. Very coincidentally, I remember Ravi Shastri telling India becoming TT champs. The entire audio clip is a memory. The commentary. So yeah, I mean, who knows? Could be a repeat, but uh, honestly, <laughs> chances look bleak <laughs> at this point. in the interest of keeping this a complete cricket podcast i think it's good for us to take all that we've soaked in in the first two days and ask who do you think each one of you who are your four picks for the semi finals i mean australia are minus 4.5 at the bottom india have won pakistan have lost england have a win in hand we'll go alphabetical order chapi oh um i don't know uh, i'd still say i don't know if i'm going to get the groups wrong but i'd say india just pick your top four Yeah, India, South Africa, New Zealand, uh, England, 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 England. Yeah, England. that's it. England. I know you wanted to be anyone but England. But <laughs> yeah, no, I mean they're, they're coming oh. together quite nicely. Russia straight into Samir. Samir, your your four. England, New Zealand, uh, South Africa, and Pakistan. Uh, wow. 
Very, very interesting. Wow. So you really think that was a no? You go to Pakistan. You really think that was not a no ball? He really does not. Robin, no Robin, no Uthappa, you are here. What a key reference, Vikas. What a key reference, Vikas. Yeah, yeah. So, so before the tournament began, or just before the Super 12 stages, all these panelists were asked uh, name the top four, as we are doing right now. Of all the eight, nine panelists, there was only one, <laughs> only one person. <laughs> <laughs> said that india will not make it and that name was bang at the bottom of the list <laughs> and that name was robin utappa only because his surname starts with a u no no but uh, no but just to quickly clarify i have not been bullish about india's chances at this world cup since the last 3 4 editions of the pod and i i still believe today also is um, the emotions and the the oomph and the Uh, the love aside um, there is nothing that india has done that's gonna displayed remarkable confidence in the team in fact it's actually seeded more doubts for, for the rational me um, of course the uh, of course the supporter me would love india to be there but uh, if my rational side were to trump these would be my choices all right and i still see pakistan going through so yeah tony hey uh, before i go why don't you go Oh, for me, <coughs> for me, I think um, I'm pretty confident that it's New Zealand, England, India, South Africa. Because uh, though I I do see I do see Pakistan being a very very formidable team. I feel like South Africa are that team that nobody really bothers worrying about, and they have a pretty strong lineup that uh, you know ha- that just says not Temba Bauma because they have a pretty pretty strong lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and and they have a good bunch of bowlers even their slow bowlers are good so i feel like they can they can bring their complete capabilities to the party england have the widest squad they can really replace people they've got the you know strength to keep going throughout the tournament if they get a freak injury or another so i feel like england have, and new zealand just because they have people who can fly like they have human beings who are flying on the <laughs> cricket field which is not normal and i think they are an it's also the world's uh, number one capital for bungee jumping and flying fox and all sorts of things glens this is flying across the field and they are they are yeah, like they are basically like at this point uh, auditioning to fly into whatever that mountain of doom is in lord of the rings <laughs> yeah. i think that was called mount doom only right no mount yeah. mount, mount doom. daniel I, i've never yeah. read lord of the rings and i hated all the movies so you know Oh, <laughs> not because they were set in New Zealand, father. <laughs> Daniel flying to room them all. <laughs> oh, Daniel flying, very good. Daniel, Flynn. what's your pick, Tony? <laughs> uh, I'm fairly confident of India, Pakistan, and England making the semis. Uh, the fourth team, I really have doubts on. It could be any of Australia, New Zealand, but I'm gonna like take the dark horse route and say the fourth team is gonna be Sri Lanka. Wow. So, yeah. Very interesting. India, Pakistan, uh, England, and Sri Lanka. Vikas. Oh yes. God, this is like yes. the the Queen and her uh, subjects in the Indian <laughs> subcontinent. <laughs> the Commonwealth. <laughs> Commonwealth. <laughs> Commonwealth Cup. <laughs> Which is basically all of cricket also. Yeah. yeah. I uh, think so we'll I, let yeah. that let us slip that part. Let's cricket also. We will leave leave that uh, leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so i think uh, england will have to screw up really bad to not make it i think uh, yeah 
head and shoulders above any team in the tournament man for man i think they are the best side so england obviously uh, the first choice uh, from their group i still believe australia have a fair chance uh, they they're all allowed to slip up right and somehow i've always felt that australia raised their game before uh, the key matches i won't be surprised if they end up beating england yeah. they might just so australia england from the other group and from uh, india's group has to be uh, india and pakistan uh, south africa yeah very good side but still believe uh, india are, like india will have to again screw up really badly uh, lose to south africa and probably one of the other teams as well to not qualify but pakistan i believe will ace the match versus south africa so yeah india pakistan england uh, and australia are my four picks Pretty diverse picks. The lot of us. I think this brings us to the point that I think is something that we should kind of address because Kohli definitely made us forget that we did a lot of things wrong today. India did a lot of things that were terrible. We brought ourselves to a point where we needed a hero. We were like, we don't want any art of cinema. We want Telugu cinema. So we will take it till the end and bring the hero who can do a fight scene in the last five minutes. We want Rajnikanth second. We, we wanted <laughs> fireworks, but I, I, I mean, I think the few things that I mean, surprising things that worked for me was Shami was outstanding. I think uh, he we we always joked he was nowhere. He was somewhere eating some biryani somewhere. They called him up and brought him here, and here he is bowling some outstanding four overs. Ashdeep had a great start. So did Bhuvi, and and yet somehow 160 snaked through. What went wrong? Uh, so a uh, slight disagreement there Murli I think uh, the bowling uh, was uh, on track uh, except that one over from Archdeep I think we only went at what 7 and over right so if you take Naksar. that 21 yeah Aksar yeah Aksar yes of course yeah you take Aksar that 121 just wanted to just wanted to uh, say in addition to what uh, Tony just said that when uh, Kohli pointed that finger up in the sky. He was pointing towards Nitin up in the sky. <laughs> I thought he was pointing to sky under the lights, taking those two <laughs> and like straight driving down the ground. But, you will have to explain that reference, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think everyone has to explain it. It's you. <laughs> yeah, so blue yeah. sky for you. <laughs> yeah, so as you're all aware, as I hinted to earlier in the pod, Sky is the greatest T20 player ever to come out of India. Okay, not today, a second greatest. <laughs> so he he took a couple of like really amazing catches, and we all know our outfielding has been fairly shabby of late. We've actually dropped a lot of catches. So I think uh, took a couple of good catches, and uh, I commented in the group then that yeah, it's always difficult to catch under lights, queuing <laughs> in sunny G. <laughs> Only because he had a shirt tucked in, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and a red topi. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have to plug that in. Yeah. So San- Sandy uh, Sandy Planjaver, another friend of the podcast, actually made a reference to a Harpic bottle <laughs> about how Sandy G was looking post match. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the most accurate. Oh, yeah. reference. <laughs> that accurate. This this tweet shall be found in, in the show notes. ಅಬ್ಬಾಸ್ಟ್ 
happy to have you on the podcast nirmala sitaram thank you so much for joining <laughs> <laughs> we didn't bowl it's badly <laughs> the other team bowled well batted well yeah hey but yeah off off topic uh, does iftikhar not you uh, not remind you of uh, miss bahul haq like lanky fellow long levers hits massive sixes against uh, indian spinners in world cups <laughs> <laughs> that's that's okay. a lot of okay, just me but been over the years <laughs> <laughs> he played an extraordinary innings so i think pakistan yeah, yeah. i think were written off at that point of time and he turned it around and i think shan stuck around and surprisingly out of nowhere shain shah afridi said he could bat no i didn't get that memo if he slaps one straight over midwicket for a six he was a very cool 16 of eight cameo that brought them to 160 and then in, as in, long as he bats that way and bowls the way he did today i think we're over thank, thank you for that freebie friendly over service yeah we want shahin the batter to turn up in games against india not shahin the bowler yeah. i think he did look a bit yeah did look a bit undercooked <laughs> with the ball yeah but batted like his father in law to be yeah. <laughs> yeah correct no that that's what no it is all part of jammy sir's plan to give him longer to bat and like make him bat for as much as possible so he'll be tired when he bowls like just trust the process <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all we planned for these 31 for 4 scenarios it's not uh, the shastri era anymore so like no one needs to worry is <laughs> uh, someone commented right i think yeah i think it was nitin's yeah so process is basically sending akshar patel to bat at number 5 <laughs> in the most crunch game of the tournament <laughs> <laughs> it and was really seeing him run out yeah no i think it was a plan i think they have already done this where they're like we'll send aksar but if he kind of sucks send him back quickly so i think kohli got the memo he said go back go back and he, and he went <laughs> all the way back and i think at some point the dravid realized they may still give him not out so i think he pinned yeah. the third umpire also and said whatever happens yeah. please give him out yeah. <laughs> and like on an entirely like completely india centric nonsense podcast right i'm just going to like put in the most absurd reference ever which is that uh, when uh, the famous story about mahatma gandhi which we learned in school was that uh, he was in an english dictation test and he didn't take kind kindly to english dictating anything to him <laughs> so like he, he was supposed to spell he was supposed to spell kettle apparently right and he got it wrong and his teacher who was invigilating the exam came near him and he saw that he spelled kettle wrong and he nudged him to say look at the next person and write the correct spelling of kettle but uh, Ga- mahatma gandhi was like no i shall not kettle borrow which is what happened <laughs> played out today with like uh, fucking blind kettle bro dude what was what was that run out call like i mean <laughs> all things worked out and aksar got run out then but that was a absolute shameful disgraceful call from a third umpire in case you don't know bits and pieces the friendliest podcast to all except umpire so that was like a absolutely terrible Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the the, yeah. Just to add to the things that uh, India did wrong today, what was Kohli doing with that runout, man? Like, <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> man is channeling his <laughs> inner Ajinkya <laughs> run or MS Dhoni. No, I mean, no, no, I mean the runout of Shan Masood uh, earlier in the match. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was he doing? And Shan Masood batted quite, uh, quite okay till the very end, and so I mean. Yeah. after what he did uh, with that fielding with that run out attempt it was only incumbent of him to sort of 
come good and and win the match for us and he ended up doing that yeah but yeah. i mean no chops the your problem is that you watch a lot of cricket and know nothing about it like the people who watch nothing about the game and know everything about the game would tell you it is very clearly fixed right like obviously fixed how can you that would last very clearly fixed t20 every match in t20 is fixed i don't want to hear anything else or, so or you will randomly find uh, or you will randomly find a hang Uh, popping up and saying that we couldn't even put 11 people on the ground despite having what world's biggest richest <laughs> tournament called IPL or something and this is, this is what we came about and we had to pick one shami uh, i would rather take the latter yeah, yeah so i think uh, not the fix yeah i think kohli uh, on that akshar and out kohli wanted to have a mid pitch discussion with akshar and probably utter what danish said uh, said to him in the video akshar अगर आप अक्सर अक्सर है तो कभी कभी क्या है If if I there was ever an unman of the match award, I think that would go to Akshar Patel. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah, came and went. Yeah, but, but sponsored but, but, by vegan meat, which is not meat. Yeah. Unman of the award. <laughs> <laughs> Completing the Bapu, the match, Bapu sorry, full circle done. of the day, right? Like full yeah. non-cooperation. <laughs> <laughs> um i i think it's it's a good time because we should always talk about this man and what you know because we love him personally let's talk about kl rahul <laughs> <laughs> i cannot understand <laughs> you know <laughs> because this is because to 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 paraphrase ravi shastri right kamathi over quickly go at the man <laughs> oh pressure i am coming to the pavilion i want to watch the pressure why would he do this this is macha this I is would... where we insert the voice note from kostub uh, which has not come in yet <laughs> <laughs> no i think uh, for for kl uh, someone we've always been uh, Uh, who's always been accused of being like fairly inconsistent he seems to like find he seems to be like finding his uh, inside edge onto the stumps with fair bit of consistency yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah. i have to be fair to him he had five fifties in the last eight innings or something like that he he comes into places in good form and he forgets that he is in good form he keeps forgetting that and still oh inside edge okay oh wait i'm supposed to be in good form today damn it and then he already has left by then no murli mm-hmm. he f- he finds the inside edge because he also derives insights that go on to sunil shetty's linkedin <laughs> right? so it's only a given that he's finding these inside edges tomorrow see one big post will come <laughs> about you know why cricket is a, about how hotstar was able to uh, concurrently broadcast 1.6 crore people on their uh, people on their uh, app and there was no engineering lag and sunil shetty will write a long post about it and this all emerged from kel Can I just stop you there and say, like Sunil Shetty's LinkedIn is a key reference, and if you've missed, if you've been missing this in your lives, you definitely <laughs> need to get out LinkedIn. And yeah, he can connect Absolutely. any random activity to a motivational post. I mean, if he can take KL Rahul to motivate people, he really has a knack, <laughs> knack, knack for this. Um, 
And I think this, everybody, you know, kept saying Rizwan and uh, Babar are going to be the people who, you know, bog them down. I saw this fantastic meme that came out. Babar and Rizwan getting out early is the greatest thing that could happen to Pakistan. They could post a competitive total, finally, 160 <laughs> at least, to play with. Because it Dude, but like, very unfair, right? Because like, key stats for Pakistan is that... Uh, uh, their 50% of their runs in the last uh, many T20s has come from their openers, right? Like, the next highest is probably 36% or so for India and Australians. Don't let anyone bat. It's like, uh, you know, my bat, my ball, after my batting is done, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> or as Saniji would call it, they are like khadus batsmen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mumbai batsman <laughs> which, which interestingly I also have to bring to this point recently watched a Pakistan cricket uh, team has been putting out some good content on YouTube um, I saw a video in which uh, Matthew Hayden invites the entire Pakistan team to his house for a dinner uh, dinner with the mentor or some in that Sunny ji is there in that video and he is telling Baba Razam aap itna piche ho ke kyu khelte hain thoda aage ho ke khelna hai bowler ko destabilize karna hai which is very unlike Sunny ji and then he signs a cap at the end of this so I mean yeah he's got a special logo of his own actually and and I mean yeah. he, it was on his uh, t-shirt it was on the cap that he gave to Baba and yeah but I, I thought that was a very nice clip uh, there's also uh, a point in the video when he's talking to Babar suddenly sees uh, Muhammad Yusuf standing uh, standing next to him and uh, remembers that uh, Yusuf still holds the record for most uh, test runs in a calendar year and yes. I mean says great things about him. So yeah, just a feel good uh, video with yeah. everything that's been going on. I don't know, we are looking for uh, whatever crumbs of peace and solace. <laughs> and no, but, but like of speaking of uncles and great content. <laughs> like, I really loved like Harsha Bogle's uh, in, uh, podcast with the great cricketer, but also like I think like all memes from today are beaten by Harsha Bogle live on air when Rohit Sharma lifted Virat Kohli and Harsha was like, "Oh Rohit, watch your back." <laughs> we cannot afford for you to be injured. So, yeah. yeah I think uh, the, all the talks about the rift uh, and all of that just got thrown straight into the dustbin with what Rohit Sharma and Kohli are displaying today in terms of, you know, what kind of camaraderie they're sharing. And uh, <clears throat> it's also a good time, you know, an hour and nine minutes into this that I, um, over and above um, all the great emotions, the beautiful game that we've had today, I think there are some clear-cut areas that India definitely needs to work on as we identified here today. But uh, I think it's a great setup, a phenomenal start to uh, a World Cup, uh, one of the best first uh, Indian games we've had in a World Cup in a long, long time. And we're really thankful to you know KL Rahul, Rohit Sharma for allowing Virat Kohli to do this by performing so poorly. And we're also especially thankful to the fact that we got, um, you know, because uh, Hardik Pandya was supposed to be playing a different role here and what he did today, at, you know, 40 of 36 odd, it may be completely forgotten, but it was a, a, a not that high scoring, uh, a, a, you know, a scoring a rate, but I think he really, you know, kept the anchor around to allow Kohli to, you know, make his way through to that. So I think huge shout out to Hardik for a, a very good innings. I think it's a pretty great hey, match. But let's not let's not forget his yeah, bowling. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Since Hardik bowls, he's like uh, worth his weight in gold, right? And like 
basically like that that spell i think changed it from probably potentially a 180 to down to 160 where he got those three or two wickets in those three two three, three, three wickets, wickets in those yeah. two overs right like in three for 30 right like yeah. very similar figures to arshdeep yeah. three for 30 Yeah, I think Ashdeep also had a magical first game. I think yeah. uh, the way Ashdeep and Bhuvneshwar were moving the ball to watch Rizwan and Babar look so clueless was, I think, pretty outstanding. And this is, uh, uh, I think, more of a um, in memoriam to poor Jaspreet Bumrah, who's sitting somewhere wondering, "Boys, I was supposed to be part of this. I was in that book somewhere." Poor guy, but I think he's proud of what our boys are achieving. The bowlers are doing. Um, I think we've discussed a, f- a fair amount. Anything we've specifically missed out, boss, that we want to discuss about today's uh, game? I just want to bring one point. Um, Please. <clears throat> la- this uh, typical Indian cricket fan obsession of finding the next Kapil Dev. I think it's been on for the last thirty years. Um, irrespective of whatever transpired today, uh, you know, right? I think uh, with Hardik Pandya, we should put that uh, debate to rest. Uh, I think. Uh, given the last trajectory of how gujarat titans have handled him and you know ha- by handling him i mean from his injury management workload management dreaded terms that hank would probably kill me for even bringing on this podcast so things like this uh, i believe uh, we do have another all-rounder who may almost match up to kapil dev standards we always thought it would be one of the pathan brothers um, irfan pathan being the more likely candidate of it but uh, although they did weren't able to punch above their weights they did give us uh, glorious memories hardik pandya is there he's consistent from his performance i think he's getting back into the his groove and today also uh, playing a very uh, anchor like innings of 40 of 36 and then that 3 for 30 just complements it um, he's the true dark horse for 2023 is what i assume and uh, remember next year you will have a 50 over world cup so Mm-hmm. looking forward to it i do believe um, hardik pandya becomes very important in this game of things i just uh, want to read out uh, anushka's uh, anushka's instagram post to end the episode if that's cool uh, because i mean while we don't do it on this podcast or otherwise there's a lot of hate she gets when when kohli doesn't do well and she got a lot of stick in the last couple of years and i think it's only fair that when um, on a day he is done well she she gets a bit of the limelight too uh, so here's the tweet here's the post you beauty you freaking beauty you have brought so much joy in people's lives tonight and that too on the eve of diwali you are a wonderful wonderful man my love your grit determination and belief is mind boggling i've just watched the best match of my life i can say and although our daughter is too small to understand why her mother was dancing around and screaming wildly in the room one day she'll understand that her dad played his best innings that night which followed after a phase that was tough on him but he came out of it stronger and wiser than ever before so proud of you your strength is contagious and you my love are limitless love you forever and through thick and thin basically what tony said just on instagram <laughs> 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 yeah it's a, i mean it's a beautiful yeah it's a beautiful beautiful summary of what happened what we felt today yeah. i think we owe it to anushka to close on that beautiful point right i think of many of us feel many things i think she feels the most human connection of it all and i think i was a little moved just you know listening to to, uh, to chapi read that i think 
sums up our day. Great Sunday, I think, uh, over Jameson's or any sons or daughters you're with. I think it was a pretty fun <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good moment for us to sign off. And I'd like you to put the, I like always like you to keep the image of, of Ashwin walking away from that wide in your head as you calmly go to sleep tonight <laughs> and feel happy and zen. Thank you for listening to us on this beautiful episode number 42, The Answer to the Life Universe and Everything Else. Here with us, we are Vikas, Samir, Tony, Abhishek and Murli signing off. Thank you so much.